Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Uh, Don't forget, guys, like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate your support on the Red Out Podcast. And uh, any support you could give, questions, comments, uh, anything you'd like to send us, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, I'm actually a new boomer on Instagram. So yes, if you want to see pictures of my daughter, go on Instagram. Nice. <laughs> um, and you might be seeing a complaint, uh, cause I hate Walmart. I just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just Walmart's just, I don't know. It's the my McDonald's wife, of shopping basically. It really is. You know, honestly, I was thinking that today, they were a big comparison for me cause it's, it's one of those things that's familiar, but at the same time, it's just, I don't know. I've, I don't ever hear that. Oh my God, that's a great Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's usually like, Oh, don't go to that Walmart. Yeah. Because you might get shot at or something. Yeah. (laughs) You, you, you know, it's funny you say that the first time my wife and I went to the Walmart, uh, in Radcliffe, uh, we actually, uh, when we were parking, I told my wife, I was like, Hey, if you park too far out, you know, you got to watch where you park if at night, because if you park in this section, it's the, uh, murder section. And if you get a little closer, it's the, you know, might be mugged section. And then if you get a little closer, it's the probably going to stick it, steal your wallet, but you're okay. Section. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. just watch out for that. Um, but anyway, winners and losers. I think the big one, Trying not to get a lot of feedback here. Okay, sorry about that. Um, I have to send my mother the link so she can listen to the show. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, uh, big winner and loser this week. Jared, did you watch the Meghan Markle Prince Harry interview? Uh, I think that there was something else. I can't, I, th- I was probably watching NBA basketball because I definitely, <laughs> yeah, forget that. Oh yeah. It was all-star night. Duh. I'm not going to miss NBA all-star night for that. Absolutely. Okay. Not. First off, I didn't miss any sports. I watched it on Hulu. My wife found it after the fact. And after I got my daughter to sleep, uh, sh- I come in the living room there and she's sitting on the couch watching TV. And I'm like, what is this junk? And she's like, Oh, this is the Meghan Markle interview with Oprah. And I was like, why are we watching this? Well, it's all over Facebook, people talking about this. Which I don't know why we're still obsessed with the royal family in America. I thought that's what we left there for. I thought so, too. Like, wasn't that part of the Declaration of Independence? We do not care what they do now. Should have been. I mean, the queen was there, wasn't she? She's old enough. I'm pretty sure she yeah. agreed to it. She was there when it was written. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so... Uh, so anyway, the um, the funny thing is for me is watching the interview. You could definitely see that Megan was the more political animal. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah. So like, let's just say me and you are talking mm-hmm. and the podcast listeners are listening and whatever. And, uh, they, um, you know, and we're talking about person B or Pearson C, you know, we might dance around something, you know, well, you might watch him. He's kind of got sticky fingers, you know, well, that's how Megan was about things during the interview. 
And it was really interesting because she would kind of dance around things where Harry would come in and he'd just drop a bomb and just keep talking. And Oprah would go, whoa, 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 whoa. What did you just say? Yeah. Um, I think that all of America is a loser because of this, because we watched it. Um, but at the same time, it was really interesting because um, there was a lot of race involved in it, mm-hmm. which I was surprised and not surprised at. Yeah. Um, and if you decide to watch it, so for those that you, of you that have not watched it, if you want to make a drinking game, every time Megan or Harry says protection, take a drink. Oh, God. You would be drunk in 30 minutes, dude. It was the re- most ridiculous thing I have ever heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, because Meghan Markle is biracial, she's half African-American, half white, um, the crown, or the institute, as they called it during the interview, um, was not going to give the, give their son, Archie, a title. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm gonna get you to watch this before this <laughs> show's uh, over. I you don't really care, I know. Yeah. Well, anyway, so so they weren't gonna give him a royal title, and what comes with a royal title is protection. Mm-hmm. And of course, after watching this, it's kind of like, duh. But um, the royal family has a very symbiotic relationship with the media in England. Mm-hmm. and the tabloids and the paparazzi and all that junk. So they kind of have to make them happy, so to speak. So there's a lot of play going back and forth on that. And, you know, that's the issue they were wanting with the protection from them. And it's just, I don't know. Uh, it's one of those things that me and my wife are watching this and you're, I'm watching this and I'm going, it's 2020. First off, there's like 80 people in the royal family. You know, I don't even know how many's in there. I really don't care because I'm American, but because I'm watching this, I'm like, there's like 80 people in there. Who cares if this little kid has a royal title? Yeah. Just give him, make him the Duke of whatever little town in Scotland. I don't care. Or England, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works, but whatever, you know? Yeah. Why can't they just give him a title and just be done with it? So since they were basic, and of course the funny thing is, is they were telling Megan, they were like, okay, are you going to keep working? And she's like, well, I'm just going to follow y'all around. Basically I was going to do my duties for the crown. And they were like, well, eh, you might want to keep working because you're going to need to pay for your own stuff. And she's like, wait, what? I got to pay for my own stuff. You mean the crown's not going to pay for this stuff? Which by the way, biggest bunch of parasites I've ever heard of. But anyway, um, I digress. So America is a loser because of that interview. Uh, the crown's a loser oh, because they're racist. Well, see, Cheers. my winner, not so fast. I'm going to have to not so fast you on that. Is <laughs> Our winner is America because the $1,400 stimulus checks have been approved and they will be going to Biden's office at some point later this week. So, I well, mean, technically, he's not even signing them from what I heard, but I don't know. Well, I mean, that's what they're this is supposed to happen. I don't know. I mean, all I care about is my money. It's my money, and I need it now. I'm Just call me J.G. Wentworth. <laughs> J.G. Wentworth. I mean, yeah. 
But I mean, th- today has been a great day for me, man. I mean, been off work. I got my taxes taken care of, and I'm getting a decent nice. on with that. And also the stimulus check on top of that. I mean, I was pretty enough to grill a steak outside, had me a nice, good steak. Nice. So, so I mean, you're on top good. of the world right now. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> We'll hey, see how awesome. long that lasts. It's like the calm before the storm. I mean, I hope that we win the tournament, but God, I'm scared. Oh, I hear you, buddy. Um, I actually did have a conversation with uh, a former slash new TTR writer, Talrack writer. Uh, I talked to Matt this afternoon. Yeah, and I got his. Too. I got yeah. Um, I got his opinion on some lady top news. But let me let's talk uh, a little baseball real quick. Um. So it looks like uh, the tops. Let me see. I got to pull it up here. I forgot about baseball. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm trying to figure out this awful, awful calendar. It's fine. On WKU Sports. Uh, looks like uh, baseball played Kentucky and lost f- uh, six to five. Dang. And then, of course, uh, softball played Mississippi State on March 7th, so three days ago. And they lost five to four. So still see. really close, though. I mean, that yeah, that's pretty good considering that's an SEC team. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky usually is pretty good in baseball. Yeah. Um, the next game for men's ba- or obviously men's baseball for uh, baseball is against Bowling Green. Uh, isn't that Ohio? Bowling Green. Uh, oh. yeah, Bowling Green State. Yeah. Okay. Bowling Green. I know it's Bowling Green State, but I couldn't remember what state they were actually in. Um. The brown and gold team, or crimson, whatever god awful yeah. color that is, they play them at three o'clock central on the twelfth. So on Friday, hey, if you're a college kid, if you're getting off work, it's going to be pretty nice weather for a baseball game. And you, so go out and support the baseball team. You know, maybe you can see a pretty good game. Uh, women's volleyball is going to be playing West Virginia on the twelfth as well at five PM Central. So you leave the baseball game, you go watch some volleyball. It's all fun and games. It's all good. Uh women's uh soccer is gonna be playing Florida Atlantic down in Fort Lauderdale. That's a, at six o'clock. And then I guess the baseball team plays a series with Bowling Green. So they've got them again on the thirteenth. And I'm sure they probably play them on the fourteenth as well. So mm-hmm. uh but check all that out. Awesome job uh baseball. I mean that's they lost, but you know it's still still doing pretty good so far. Uh, yes, they will be playing Bowling Green in Bowling Green at one o'clock on the HSS in on Facebook for those of you who are not able to go to the game and want to watch them. <laughs> the Bowling Green. Uh, if you can't make it to Bowling Green to watch Bowling Green play Bowling Green, you can watch it on HSS in on Facebook, uh, but not on the Bowling Green channel. Check out the Hilltopper channel. Bowling Green, Bowling Green. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> not confusing uh, at all. Not at all. No, no, no. I think it was pretty straightforward. Just Bowling Green. Yeah. Uh, women's golf is going to be playing. Uh, they got the Spring Break Shootout in Dade City, Florida. Mm. So cool, cool. Uh, tennis is going to be playing North Alabama, and on the fifteenth of Monday, uh, a lot of spring sports going. We got tennis and we got golf going on. So. Um, support them as best you can uh, i mean golf's kind of one of those very obscure sports but you know kind of shoot them a little every now and then and that's i think all you can do as far as golf's concerned mm-hmm. uh, but anyway i digress uh talking lady tops real quick i talked to matt 
And um, I'm going to paraphrase what he said because I made a promise that I would not record our conversation. <laughs> um, but I digress. Western, uh, I asked his opinion on the season thus far. And he said that uh, Coach Collins did a really good job uh, keeping the team together after a lot of the diversity that they had. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, with a senior sitting out, who was a very key part, uh, Collins, sitting out uh, because of COVID, which I don't blame her. Uh, she's getting a free year basically paid for because she'll be back next year. Uh, we have seven freshmen, he was telling me. And a lot of other uh, with Elder Galway being, you know, out so many games, which actually I compared her to the women's basketball version of Charles Bassey. And he was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate, except for Bassey is more defensive and she's more of an offensive type of player. I was like, okay, well, at least I got that right. Um, But with all of that, um, I was like, you know, (laughs) of course, I I screwed the pooch. I'm not going to lie. I was like, so what do you think their chances are in the tournament? Of course, this conversation was about an hour or two hours ago. And he goes, you know, they lost, right? Uh, and I was like, uh, yeah. Um, well, I checked the scores on Wednesday. I usually don't. <laughs> I don't check Lady Top scores very often. Uh, but, of course, there's no data to show for this tournament. Thank you, ESPN. You're awesome on this end. Um, but, of course, Matt's complaint He's kind of like the rest of us. He's not very happy with the back-to-back games against opponents. Uh, He said that was hot garbage, and I completely agree. Or it was garbage. I'll say that. I don't want to misquote. Um, Of course, you know, I'm I'm kind of like Matt in a way. Um, I didn't ask this, but I'm just assuming here that next year is going to be a really good year for women's uh, basketball. Yeah, it should be a lot better. And also, Matt, he's been able to write some more articles for the Tal Rack, which is great. He just had one that was previewing the entire conference tournament on the men's side. But he's also doing like a recap of the women's season and just kind of talking about the season as a whole and kind of what all happened and maybe looking forward a little bit. So that'll be out tomorrow. Well, today when you're probably listening to this. So that'll be something to check out as well. If you want a really good article on women's sports, that'll be really good. So Mr. Hilltopper informs us that he's in Fresco right now. So we yeah. have we have a reporter on the ground. Uh, check his tweets and his Facebook for updates on all that good stuff. Have some barbecue for me, man. I'm yes. Sure that would be great. Enjoy that barbecue down in Fresco, uh, Mr. Hilltopper. And um, another thing, um, I wonder how the – is the curtain back? Is the curtain yeah, back in Fresco? It never, it never left, yeah. <laughs> it's just been sitting there waiting uh, but yeah, Matt has an article like Jared was talking about, talking about Conference USA. Uh, does he have an article coming out tomorrow? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. He's got another article coming out tomorrow. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently, Jared, Mr. Hilltopper is enjoying the barbecue a lot down there. He just I mean, that would be two. I would be. Th- I would be three. I'd be sitting right there with you, buddy. Mm-hmm. I love me some barbecue. Um, so. Uh, and I always enjoy Matt's pieces on the tower rack because he is so analytical about his analysis of things and why he thinks this is going to work and what's going to happen here. And uh, he has a lot of evidence and it's really, it, it's his not undercutting anybody else, but I've, I've kind of missed the, the analytical tone of some of the articles, you know, because 
Matt will be like, you know, Charles Bassey shoots 37% when he jumps on his left foot, you know, and you're like, <laughs> who does that? You know, you're like, yeah, who said who who figures this up, Matt? But I guess being an insurance agent, he has to know these things for some and he just gets there. So mm-hmm. uh, apparently uh, update UTSA is killing Charlotte. That sounds That's about not right. nice. <laughs> Do what? That sounds about right. And uh, Marshall is looking pretty good. Uh, hey, Mr. Hilltopper, you be safe down there, okay? Uh, but anyway, uh, so check out Matt's articles and all the other guys at the Tower Rack. Uh, but I digress. We're talking Lady Tops. Um, they played ODU, ODU basically three times. Yeah. Uh, which really sucks. I hate that for them. Yeah, whenever uh, they, you play a team three times, regardless of the sport, it's always going to be really bad. That's why I mean, I mean, I'm kind of glad that we have UTSA now. I mean, if they if that score stands, if we'll be playing the Roadrunners tomorrow, but I mean, at the same time, I'm still worried about Wallace and Jackson because they could average like 80 points in one game just yeah. winning them. But I don't know. I'm still. I mean, it's March. I've, I never have confidence in March. Ever. <laughs> Okay. Um, so anyway, the girls played on the on March 4th. Uh, I'll do a couple updates real quick with Mr. Hilltopper. He said on the men's side of things, UTSA is up 41-26 at half. Um, and let's see. So anyway, the girls played on March 4th. Uh, they lost by two points to ODU. I'm just going to kind of breeze over these because it's, it's just kind of sad. And uh, I hate that they got sent home so quick. Uh, then they played. I clicked off of it. Uh, then they played. Um, really? Okay. So then they played um, on March fifth, uh, and they lost by two points again. That's why I was like, really? That's why I just said that. Mm-hmm. Of course, the first game it was fifty-five, fifty-three. This game is fifty-seven, fifty-five. Man. And I almost feel like if you vote, if you bet on the trifecta of losing by two points, you would have lost this last one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And of course, they did make it into overtime. Uh, they lost eighty three seventy seven, but apparently they were up five with twenty two seconds to go in overtime. Which I have no data to support uh, that, but I'll take Mister Hilltopper's word on that. Uh, Western girls shot 45%. They shot 5% better than ODU. Uh, three per three point percentage. ODU shot a little bit better, 4.4% points better. But what kills us always kills us turnovers. Uh-huh. We had 25 turnovers. They had 14, 25. Oh my yeah. God. The girls had 25 turnovers and, uh, but we did have them on rebounds. We had 45 and they had 36. But when you've got nine more turnovers than the other team, it's hard to come back from that. Of course, yeah. ESPN is really tanking here because they don't have Western Kentucky Lady Hilltoppers scores and data from the last game. So yeah. get better, ESPN. Gosh. Um, but, yeah, I, it's um, – oh, okay. So let me correct that. Mr. Hilltopper said – they were up five with 22 seconds to go in regulation, and then they ended up going to overtime. Um, but, yeah, so, Jared, what do you think as far as the Lady Tops year is concerned? Uh, do you think it was – obviously, it wasn't great uh, having that record that they had, but do you think it was a disaster? 
an unmitigated disaster or was it a pretty decent year? I mean, it was definitely not what you would want. But I th- I feel like if Raneem would have played in the beginning part of the season, that it would have definitely been a lot better season as a whole because they went 2-6 and six in non-conference, I think. I mean, they were losing games pretty bad. I mean, they got blown out by like 40 points by Tennessee and stuff. But so, I mean, not having her in the beginning of the season was really rough. But, I mean, if there's any bright side to it, it's that you're able to develop these freshmen a little bit faster and to kind of get them kind of thrown into the water, per se. So they, they should be pretty strong for next year, some of the freshmen who've had to step up a lot this season. So that's one thing that really helps. I mean, I don't know what any of the seniors will do. Uh, I hope some of them could come back. Like if Raneem could stay another year, that would be incredible. But, I mean, it was definitely disappointing. I mean, a first-round exit always sucks because I'm a Pacers fan. All I'm used to the past five (laughs) years is getting swept in the first round of the playoffs. And And a Dolphins fan. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, we don't even make the playoffs. (laughs) So, I mean, any type of postseason success that I ever have with any sports team that I like has to usually come from the Western. So, I mean, already having a team out of the conference tournament on Wednesday is not a good start. I hope that the guys can do better. But, I mean, well, they'll just have to grow over the offseason, see what kind of recruits that Coach Collins can get and just move forward. I will say, as far as Lady Tops is concerned, I'm really excited about next year. Um we will have that integral part of Colin coming back. Or it, what? What is her name? The young lady that set out. Is it Collins? No, Collins Last is name? a coach. I know Collins. Or is it Colette? No, that's she's a freshman. Yeah. Matt was telling me about a, a senior who set out, and I cannot think of her name. I just said it a minute ago. But anyway, uh, but we'll have you know we'll have a few players back. Um, we ended up having a young lady whose dad passed away um, before the season started, which. I mean, you know that's going to mess with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and another thing, we ended up – I don't know how – how does Western always get the short shaft? We ended up playing Rice at Rice, um, and we ended up losing the second game by three, which, by the way, if we could have beat Rice, that would have been major. Mm-hmm. That would have been major, especially that would have helped us a lot. But – and, of course, we didn't end up playing North Texas. The game was postponed and canceled – uh, or canceled and postponed in that order. But anyway, you know, it's, I think there's a lot of things in this season that could have gone better. Um, but I, I am, I am being positive and I am looking towards the future. And I think that next year there's a definite possibility of uh, lady toppers doing a lot better. I think uh, of course we're in the bottom of the East. Of course I can't see the West, but we're in the bottom of the East for lady tops and, Honestly, next year I could see us being towards the top. If we get Elder Galway for the full year, um, get the seniors back there. We had seven freshmen. You know, they'll be sophomore ne- next year. They've kind of uh, earned their stripes, so to speak. So, you know, maybe they'll be pulling their weight as far as uh, play concerned and maybe having some rotation in or out or, you know, whatever. Um, I'm hoping they're doing well. Um, I hate it that they got, a, they got set down first round, but – you know, just work on next year. Remember what you went through this year and the how it felt and how you lost and move on to the next. Mm-hmm. So, men's basketball. I do not know how many message, uh, Facebook message board, whatevers. Um, I wish I had a graphic for the conference tournament, but I do not. Um, but anyway, 
Um, <laughs> Mr. Hilltopper, thanks for listening, buddy. We appreciate it. Uh, anyway, lost my train of thought. But anyway, we're going over to the guys. Uh, Western started their conference tournament. They played ODU. Or who have they played yet? Well, they haven't played in the conference tournament yet. ODU's okay. That was the same okay. night stuff. Okay, okay, sorry. So they played ODU. They lost the first game, won the second game, which I'm pretty sure we called it. I mean, We knew they yeah. were going to lose one. We were hoping for a sweep, but they ended up losing one. I mean, I've had a feeling we wouldn't sweep, just to the fact that we would have, like, completely outright – we would have probably had better chances of having an at-large if we swept, and I knew that that would be too good to be true. So, I know. So – I think we both said the percentage chance for us to sweep was really low. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't understand the fans who are completely downtrodden and, oh, my God, it's the end of the world because Western didn't, you know, sweep ODU. Yeah, we should. I wish we would have won both, but we won one. So that still keeps us one game ahead of ODU. So we're still driving the East. Am I right or am I wrong? You're right. So, you know, we're still driving the East. We're still good. Yeah, it sucked losing that first game. And I know there was a lot of people who were working on getting their pitchforks and working on lighting their torches after that game. But just pump the brakes. Relax. We've got a conference tournament going on. Let's just see how it goes. Honestly... Go ahead. And honestly, another thing to consider, too, is that we actually have our first regular season conference title since 2009. And that's the first one we've had in Conference USA. So just that alone is a good sign. At least we have some hardware being able to win the East Division this year and being able to have that trophy that's been eluding us ever since we've joined the conference. So, I mean, that's really good. I mean, we still need to get at the tournament, but, I mean, it's going to be wild. I mean, it's always, I mean, it's the wild, wild west. Apparently, <laughs> Sorry. I have got, um, I've got a graphic here pulled up of the conference tournament. I think it's, yeah, it's men's. Okay. So right now, like we were like Mr. Hilltopper was talking about, uh, you got UTSA and Charlotte and at half it was 41, 26, uh, UTSA was up. Uh, that game's on ESPN plus right now. So if you want to, Listen to us and watch that game. You feel go right ahead. Um, but Western ends up playing the winner of that game. That game's going to be on Stadium. Uh, it's going to be at five thirty. I assume, yeah, on Thursday. So tomorrow night, five thirty p.m. I'm assuming Central, and then so that would be uh, four uh, six thirty Eastern time. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. The next game is going to be, I assume it's going on right now, is Marshall and Rice. I would assume Marshall is up, but I don't have a score in front of me. I'll have to look that up here in just yeah, a second. I think so. Um, actually, let's see. I can give you a live update. I got 61-52. I don't know if that's the right score or not. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Rice and Marshall are playing right now. On ESPN Plus, that game started at 6 p.m. Rice is well. Rice is currently winning by one with 5:56 left in the first. Okay. And then uh, Florida Atlantic is playing. Is going to be playing UTEP. Uh, How are all these? these, It says these games are on ESPN Plus. Mm -hmm. Like, 
does ESPN Plus just like took over this whole court? Uh, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's I really, weird. They're that I mean, it's literally going on on the same place and everything. So, so okay, as I look at this graphic on uh, Conference USA uh, Sports, you go into the uh, championships and then go into men's basketball. Um, so the first one, two, three, four, five, six games are ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. So Rice and Southern Miss is playing game, and Middle Tennessee and FIU's playing game. Both are on ESPN Plus, and then the entire first round is on ESPN Plus. So tonight everything's on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. Next or tomorrow, everything is on Stadium. Yeah. So to me, does that seem right to you? Like, wouldn't you think ESPN Plus would outrank Stadium? Well, I don't know how in the world to do it. I don't know if they're trying to divide it between them just to keep the the different TV contracts, like have those obligations. Because it'll be three because it's ESPN Plus for the first round, Stadium for the next, and then for the quarterfinals and championship, it's CBS Sports Network. Yes, 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 yes. But, like, I get CBS Sports Network. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I always thought ESPN Plus outranked Stadium, so to speak. Yeah, I always it, thought that they would have be making a lot more as far as that's yeah. concerned. I mean, Conference USA just in general has fallen off so bad compared to what they used to be. I mean, as far as TV is concerned. I mean, even the freaking Missouri Valley Conference has their championship game televised on CBS. Not like CBS Sports Network, but like CBS. I was watching it. Loyola, <laughs> Chicago, and Drake. That was one of the best mid-major matchups. And I think that Loyola Chicago, they had that Cinderella run a few years ago where they got to the Final Four, and I feel like that could happen again. But next week we'll have our bracketology, and I'm super excited about it. I mean, that's one thing that I was so freaking depressed about last year because this time last year is when everything started shutting down and we entered the great unknown world of COVID and (laughs) all of our sports. My beloved March Madness was taken from me. And here we are now, a year (laughs) later. It's going to be all in Indiana, which is great. I mean, I hope that we could get in just to play in Hinkle Fieldhouse. I would absolutely love that more than anything. But, I mean, I'm excited just to fill out a bracket because I always think it's one of the biggest challenges. As much mid-major sports as I watch, trying to pull the right upsets and see how well it can turn out. So I'll look forward to that a lot. Okay, so we have not faced UTSA yet this season. No, we haven't. But we did play Charlotte, and we split with them. Which is still abysmal that we even lost a game to them. As bad yeah, as we were. shouldn't have. Yeah, that was that was one of those moments where we should not have peed down our leg. Um, however, let me, let me go through the bracket just a little bit. So for those of you who are not driving, uh, close your eyes and think of this. Uh, so you've got UTSA playing Charlotte. Marshall playing Rice, Florida Atlantic plays UTEP, North Texas plays Middle, the Mutts. Mm-hmm. Waiting in the wind in the next round is Western. They will play the winner of UTSA and Charlotte. UAB plays the winner of Marshall and Rice. Uh, Law Tech will play the winner of Florida Atlantic and UTEP. And Old Dominion plays the winner of North Texas and Middle. So out of these teams, Jared... Which team do you not want to play either in the semis or in the finals? Who do you not want to play? Preferably any of them, but, I mean, I have to actually (laughs) choose one. But, honestly, I'm scared of UAB because they have fallen off recently. But the fact that we haven't played them and we don't know how we can match up against them kind of concerns me. But on the flip side of that, 
I know what happens when we play Marshall for the third time in the season, <sighs> especially in the conference tournament. And I would love to avoid them completely. But yeah, I mean, we're going to yeah. have to play one of them unless there's some ridiculous upset and say Marshall were to lose to Rice, which Rice was winning by like a point when I just checked it. I mean, if we if UAB were to get a cupcake and Rice, that would not help us at all. But we, like the best case scenario for us is, is say, let's say that UTSA wins because that's likely what will happen. And I mean, barring some crazy stuff that March Madness brings. Like, we could handle the Roadrunners, I hope. Like, even if it's, like, it's still a close game, but we rest our guys a little bit, that's important. We get, I hope Stansberry goes into his bench a little bit, but I know he probably won't, so I don't know. No, he won't, it. no. Yeah, but, I mean, the best thing you can hope for is that Marshall wins and they play UAB, and that is a really tight game throughout, and they're actually having to exert a lot of energy just to try to win and move on. So regardless of who we would play, like I would love for that game to go into like six overtimes, preferably. Because think about this. This is what sucks with the scheduling is that we play our game, I think, at like 5.30 tomorrow night. And then the winner, like that next game on Friday is at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so that's, suck. that's awful. That's a terrible turnaround period. And the fact that – any team should have to play that early in a conference tournament to do that is like not very smart in my opinion. No. But, so I that's agree. regardless of who we play on that Friday, it's going to suck. Like I feel like both of the teams will look really rusty, really worn out just for the fact that they literally played like 12 hours <laughs> before they were on the court or something. I mean, maybe closer to like 18 or something. But I mean, that's just what we've had to deal with this entire season though is playing teams back to back. That was just something that would never happen. I mean, this isn't the NBA where you play the those back-to-back games, and it's against the same team too, which is why we've had so many skewed games. It's hard to beat the same team twice in two days. So, I mean, it's going to be really weird to see. But, I mean, as far as our path to conference championship, thinking about that, I mean, say we get past UTSA, I would go with UAB beating Marshall personally. And if we play UAB, I mean, I hope that we can – Bassie can just get us to the next game. I really hope that he's going to be our – he's going to be the cornerstone in which this team is able to stand the conference tournament because, man, I mean, as much as I trust some of the seniors like Hollingsworth and Anderson and stuff, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I hope that they have enough chip on their shoulder after the past three seasons – and going home early and losing in those conference championship games to finally get one. But it's still so hard. And say we beat UAB and we move on for the championship. Uh, I mean, I don't want to play Louisiana Tech or Old Dominion for a third time because, I mean, it's always that third time that sucks. I mean, we split against yep. both of them anyways. Uh yeah. Man, I don't even know. I mean, it's just one of those things. I'm just going to have to take it as is and just take a bunch of anxiety medicine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, as a Hilltopper basketball fan, this is the, always the most stressful week of the year for me because I remember even when we were in the Sunbelt era watching all of those games and just being on the edge of my seat the entire time. Like, I remember watching us beat FIU for the last conference championship tournament that we won against uh, Richard Patino, 
that was such a close game. I was just a nervous wreck the entire time. And then when we won, it was like one of the best feelings ever, being able to celebrate that. And going to the Selection Sunday stuff, I mean, it was sad because I did that as a freshman. I was like, man, I can't wait to do this more throughout my college experience. But sure <laughs> enough, we haven't gone since 2012-2013 season. So, I mean – it's it is i don't know and another thing to think about too is like what would have happened if we were the fiu like fiu had to drop out of the tournament before it even started due to contract contact tracing with covid like what would have happened if we weren't even able to play like would they take that into consideration regardless of who wins a tournament because they are saying that they could send the regular season championship winner over the auto what would usually be the automatic qualifier like they could send us regardless of what happens in the tournament i mean i know that they probably wouldn't just for the tension that would create within the conference but i mean that's another thing i mean daggum and you imagine how frustrated that would be if let's let's just say we get knocked out god forbid but we get knocked out of the tournament by whoever let's say law tech and law tech ends up getting contact tracing and has to step out of the big dance and then Western comes in and gets to go to the big dance because Law Tech had a, you know, a fan who coughed on somebody or something. Which, by the way, if you're a fan with COVID of Law Tech, go cough on them. <laughs> no. <laughs> I at least want to actually earn the Daggum Tournament Championship for once. I mean, that would be the easiest way to do it, but still, you want to earn it. Can we get some, like, People with COVID to send their blankets to Marshall or something. No, Devin. <laughs> That's not funny. All of my blankets are clean. All of my blankets are clean. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. UAB, the winner of UAB Marshall is going to be a tough team. Um, yeah. UTSA Charlotte, yeah, that's going to be a tough game too. But my thing is, is UAB is, is a strong team this year. And we have a history with Marshall. Mm-hmm. Our history with Marshall always goes bad, and I always just cringe thinking about that. But it's the same thing with UAB, too, because when we played them when the tournament was in Birmingham, I mean, that year that we lost to them and they ended up getting it, that was the year, I think, that they had that 10-second call on Chris Harrison docks, which was still one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. We got screwed out of that big time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's history with that, too. So, regardless, we're going to be having to – take down one of our bigger basketball rivals in order to get into the, just a semifinal game. Yeah. And then of course you've got law tech and old dominion on the other side. Um, who do you think is going to be playing in the semis? Is it law tech old dominion? Is that pretty straight? Or do you think it's going to be like a North Texas law well, tech? Who or? does North Texas go through? Do they go through ODU or North uh, Louisiana tech? Uh, North Texas has got middle right or later tonight, and then they've got Old Dominion. Uh, I mean, it's possible that North Texas could upset Old Dominion and we wouldn't even have to worry about them. I would love that. And then, I mean, they would have their third game, so that's one thing against Louisiana Tech that can make it easier for them is that if North Texas beats Old Dominion, then they already have played one more game than they have, so they might be a little less fresh legs. So that could make it easier for La Tech. So, I mean, that's another so, thing to consider. So just looking on ESPN real quick, ODU and North Texas were supposed to play this year, but they that game was postponed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was right after the UTEP game from North Texas. Let me see what date that was. 
that game was supposed to be on January 23rd. Uh, so they were supposed to play them, uh, but they have not played. So I don't know. This is going to make this really interesting as far as, you know, if because I can definitely see Old Dominion North Texas playing. I don't see middle coming out of this. It, it would be a miracle. I'm sorry. Middle yeah. North Texas. I mean, it's literally North in North Texas is basically their backyard. So yeah, yeah definitely. 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 Um, of course you got North Texas and old dominion and then you got Florida Atlantic, UTEP and La tech. Um, who do you think they're going to be playing? Let's check Honestly, out. I mean, UTEP just had that really strong game against Kansas. They almost beat Kansas, but choked at the last minute. And fell apart in the last like five minutes of the game, but yeah. the fact that they were even in that game to begin with is something that's still kind of impressive. So I wouldn't sleep on UTEP. I never really sleep on them too much. I mean, they are they're a shadow of themselves when we first joined the conference. Like I thought that was going to be a big rival for us when we joined Conference USA in basketball was UTEP, just because I mean they're the only team in the entire conference that has a history of winning the national championship. And just, like, the winning pedigree that they had for so long. So, I mean, they were really good the first year we were in conference. And then I think it was after that they lost all their good players and coach and then just kind of went downhill after that. Yeah. Um, so here's a fun fact for you. UTEP actually swept Charlotte. Hmm. And they lost by five to Kansas. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Uh, but I do agree completely that you don't sleep on UTEP. Uh, they've actually had some decent opponents this year. Uh, they played Arizona. The first game got canceled, and then it got moved. Uh, and they lost by eight to, to Arizona. So that's that's a pretty big game right there. Um, and then they played SMC, St. Mary's. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the Flying Nuns. And then and they, uh, who won that one? St. Mary's, okay. uh, they yeah, St. Mary's did. Uh, but anyway, UTEP and uh, where was I? Sorry, uh, UTEP uh, and Florida Atlantic. That's going to be a good game. So if you're able to watch that game, I'd definitely check it out. But I think LaTeX going to eventually take the winner. Whoever plays, I think LaTeX going to sweep them. Yeah, I mean, current. Uh, uh, here's a score update. It's uh, UTEP, not UTEP, UTSA is 45, Charlotte is 35 with about 15 minutes left. And Rice is beating Marshall at the half, 31 to 29. So that is something to monitor. That would be interesting. Yeah. uh, I'm not a – Charlotte has the potential to be a big rival for us. There are some big games for us that – we have with Charlotte, and I get really frustrated. Ergo, this last uh, – what was it? Sanford's last year? Was it Sanford? Uh, Against Charlotte, or was that last season when it was just a train wreck? Oh, it was last year. That was bad. Uh, that was that was so frustrating to watch in football. Uh, but, I mean, there's a possibility for Western to actually be – to have a really good rivalry with Charlotte, um, not compared to some of the other rivals we already have, mm-hmm. but – um, well, see, here's another thing. This would be our easiest path to get to the championship is if Rice were to beat Marshall and then somehow be able to take down UAB as well. That way they've already beaten two really strong teams and they'll be coming in with that extra game 
on top of that. <laughs> so when we would play them for the semifinals, they would be almost gassed and just have dead legs and be tired. And then we would be breeze past them, hopefully, to the championship. Like, that's a best-case scenario if you're a Western <laughs> fan, honestly. Actually, you said the easiest way. That's actually not the easiest way. Well, I mean, same, like, realistically, <laughs> like, not everyone getting COVID, Devin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. But uh, the easiest way is if the winner of Charlotte UTSA, the one of the refs had COVID or something, and then both of those get knocked out, and then that ref actually did the UAB versus – Rice or Marshall, then that team would be knocked out. So Western would just walk straight I mean, on in. As screwy as screwy as it's going to be, <laughs> I mean, I hope that no one has to drop out and like actually in the tournament, like FIU did before it started. And as bad yeah, as they but, were, I mean, as bad as they were, they never should have been in it to begin with, in my opinion. Yeah, but completely. I mean, agree. But what about the NCAA tournament? Like once the bracket is set, and say maybe a team or two has to drop out, and the conference has to send someone else. Like once the games have started, say about like the Sweet Sixteen, say Gonzaga gets COVID, then what? Like they haven't even lost a game this season. So does that just take away? I'm telling you, there's there's going to be some really upset fans. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's fans, Gonzaga, you know. The Dukes, the Kentuckys, the North Carolinas. Which none of them one of their teams, the tournament. <laughs> well, no, they're not going to be. I'm just saying in general, those teams. Uh, but those teams are going to have somebody drop out, and it's going to be, it's going to be awful. It's it's going to be a disaster for them, and it's just it's going to be like, hey, we set the rules up. You got to go by this. And if they make an exception, I'm going to be, I'm going to be ticked. Well, there's no way they can make an exception because, I mean, if someone on a team actually comes down with COVID, then they're done for the tournament because they aren't remaking any of those games. So whoever you were going to play is the one that moves on. So, I mean, there's a good chance that someone team might get lucky and just have an opponent or two that has to drop out and just kind of have a cakewalk to the Sweet 16 or something. I mean, you never know. That's crazy. It's going to be Just a weird year. I mean, if, so, if say like Gonzaga has to drop out or something like that, I mean, people are just going to invalidate a lot of the tournament after that because, I mean, it's, I, I mean, it's not necessarily fair to the teams that stay healthy and actually do good in the tournament. But at the same time, when all the best teams like that aren't able to play, I mean, I still feel like that's unfair just because, I mean, they haven't lost a game all season and they arguably are the best team in the country. So, I mean... The technical well, this is the problem with tournament style play, though. The best team in the country doesn't always win the tournament. Yeah, but if they were to have to not say they win in their first round and get to the Sweet 16, and then they have to drop in the Sweet 16, like that would suck because they've already made it that far, and they probably would have gotten to a championship, arguably. So, and if they, I mean, that would invalidate a lot of the results depending on who actually takes the spot. Like, say some 13th seed, like, App State team, it gets to, like, the Elite Eight because of that. Then, I mean, people are just going to invalidate a lot of the results. But, I mean, is it fair? I mean, it's what we have to deal with in this day and age. I mean, I hope this is the last time that a tournament will be affected by COVID. This time next year, hopefully, all of us will have the vaccine. But it's it's still hard right now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Definitely. It'll I be mean, a tournament that all of us will remember, the COVID tournament, because last year we didn't get anything, and this year is the indie COVID tournament, so that's going to be weird. 
Speaking of uh, COVID vaccine, I can actually see like it being required for jobs, which I've actually heard someone. Um, we had OSHA training yesterday, and the girl that did our training, not mentioning any names, but she said that her job, once the vaccine is to their level of whatever priority, that they are required to take the shot or they have to wear their mask the entire time while they're at work or wherever. And they have to, um, and actually the only way that they can actually avoid taking the shot is if it's for religious means. And I was like, wow, really? Hmm. Um, but I digress. That was, uh, it's just, I can actually see that being a requirement now coming forward that you have to do a lot more things. You have to have the COVID shot. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, so forty-seven thirty-eight right now, Charlotte UTSA, um, and whoever's doing the, the, uh, little game update is awful at ESPN. So, uh, but anyway, Washington's going to be playing one of them tomorrow night and it's going to be on stadium. So check that out. The game starts at 5.30 Central, and it'll be 6.30 Eastern. And then, of course, the winner of Western and either of those is going to be on CBS Sports Network. So check that out. If you're not as lucky as Mr. Hilltopper and got a ticket to the game, uh, check it out there. Uh, but finally. Well, I have so, to ask you the question, Devin. I don't know what you were about to say, but I'm going to ask ahead. you. I'm going to ask you straight up. Saturday night, once everything is over, does Western Kentucky have a ticket to the NCAA tournament? Yes or no? Okay. Let me look at my bracket here. Let's see what we got. Um, does Western have a ticket to the tournament, to the big dance? Okay, I'm going to say no. I hate mm. to do that. I hate to do that. I hate to say that. Where we fall yeah. out then? Uh, the finals. We'll again? lose the final game. Again? I think so. I think so. We'll drop it to Law Tech. I think so. Uh, if you if you had to tell me, if I had to give a percentage to Western's chances to go to the big dance, I would say it'd be 60-40. Uh, 60 no, 40 yes. I think that's but fair. It's not, it's not like straight 50-50. Because like still, I mean, like we've got games that win or lose, you know, to, they could really throw this one way or the other, but I think if LaTeX comes into the final game, that it's going to be it's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, it's going to be um, the boys are going to be pretty wore out. I mean, you've got a game in less than you know, well, a little over twelve hours after, um, and then the next, then they play. Which, by the way, this is crazy. So they play at five thirty tomorrow night. Then they play at 11 a.m. on Friday, and then they play at 8 p.m. on Saturday for the final. Mm-hmm. It's like that's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. Uh, so definitely make sure they need to get the treatment and get their legs fresh. I, this is ideally for me, and if if this happens, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the win here. But when Western is playing Charlotte or UTSA in the last two to three minutes, if the game is not super close. Sorry if Abby's crying in the background. You're fine. Um, but if the game is not super close, Stans has got to send in the fresh guys. Send in your freshmen, send in your sophomores, send in whoever, and let them 
kind of give the Bassies, the Carson Williams, the Tavian Hollins, where it's let them get a break, kind of get their legs back a little bit or whatever, and let these young guys finish the game. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got five minutes left in the game and Western's up by 20 or something, you know, hell, rest them. Yeah. But if you've got, um, you know, if it's a close game, then yes, I get it. You got to leave your starters. I get that. But I mean, you got to save their legs as quick as everything is. You've got to save it. Yeah. But stands is not the best at subbing in players. He's not good at basically giving breaks for these starters. I mean, it's just, I mean, it sounds bad, but we go through this shit every year. Excuse my French. We go through this every year. We always get to the tournament and we always have this bam, bam, bam games right back to back. And it's always the same thing. It's, you know, well, if stands will sub in somebody and give so-and-so a break, we may have a better chance at the next round and he doesn't. And then bam, we get knocked out because, you know, Bassey wasn't playing to his, you know, 100%. He was playing at, you know, maybe 75% of what he could because he's he's exhausted. He's tired. Mm-hmm. Just my thoughts. Yeah. But I mean, for so me, what, I feel like it's like 55, 45, like we don't get in just for the fact that I've seen this team struggle with turnovers this entire season. And if we can't take care of the ball regardless of who we play, that's – that's going to be the nail in our coffin, honestly. I mean, our ball handling has to get better. It's, I mean, you can't have a game with more than 15 turnovers in the conference tournament and expect to move on at this point. I don't care if they actually try to do some defense and everything. I mean, you can't be turning the ball over. You're literally – it's like you're handing the other team the conference title when you hand the ball over like that and just have all oh, these turnovers. So, I mean, that's the X factor for me is that – I mean, I feel like we will have a definitely good shot at it. But, I mean, how many times are we going to get to the conference tournament and lose consecutively? I mean, surely there's, like, just the slightest bit of favor we might be able to have with the basketball gods that they see our pain and be like, you know, it's been, like, almost eight years here you go to the tournament. But, I mean, that's just not how it works. I mean, as talented as this team is, they should get to the tournament but at the same time, it's just the same crap, like you said. I mean, it's the same stuff every single year. I'm just tired of losing in conference title games. It's painful. I want this to be the year, but I uh, Jared, I I'm going to com- tell you. I can't confidently say that we could, we will be able to win a conference USA title this year. Um, I will tell you uh, the answer to the basketball gods is we have to catch one of those freshman LARP people that are on the South Lawn and sacrifice them on the midcourt and diddle arena under a full moon. That's what. That's how that gets cured. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, it is the same thing every year. So, okay, let's just play scenario here because well, we've got a few minutes left in the show. Um, if Let's just – I'll let you fill in the blank. If this team makes it to the finals, Western doesn't go. So what team do you think will be our kryptonite, basically, is what I'm saying. When we get to the finals, if ODU or LaTeX or whoever is there meet waiting for us, there's probably a very under 50% chance that Western goes. What do you say? Honestly, if we play ODU again, I think it's solidified we're not getting in, just for the fact that they're such a hard team to beat. 
and we struggled with them when we just played them. That was the most recent team we've played too. So that's still fresh. I mean, we played Louisiana Tech all the way back in January. That was one of the first games that we even had. So, I mean, I would rather play Louisiana Tech again than play ODU again because uh, just Jeff Jones knows how to beat us, and he'll know what to do. He'll just run his slow-paced offense and then force Boring. us to shoot threes, and then we'll miss all the threes, and then, hey, they get another conference title. You're honestly, you're probably right. On the team I was thinking of, though, would be Law Tech. Um, but in a grand scheme of things, I think ODU would be the team that would have our have our book, so to speak. Yeah, they would. Uh, they do that boring, god awful super defense that they like to play, and um, it just kind of shuts us down. And stands is yet to figure out an answer to it. But hey, yeah. I'm. I'm not a college basketball coach, so what do I know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Western plays tomorrow night, 5.30 p.m. Central, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that game is going to be on stadium. It will be the winner of UTSA Charlotte, which currently it's looking like UTSA. It's 53-48 with 8.57 left in the second half. Now, I don't know how current that is. Mm. Let me refresh real quick and see what we got. Yep, says it's there. Uh, 58, uh, f- 53, 48, excuse me. Uh, 53, 49. Uh, UTSA is They're winning that game. Back. They're coming back. Yeah, Charlotte could win that game. Uh, I'm not a big fan of playing Charlotte again, but we will talk about that next week. Uh, we will be talking about the conclusion of the Conference USA tournament. Man. And who will be going to the big dance? And it's who I going to be? It's either going to be the happiest podcast we've ever had, or like the most nihilistic podcast we've ever had. There's no in between. Oh no! Yeah, it's definitely going to be completely one or the other, and we're going to either be cursing Stansberry or praising Stansberry, which I'm going to bet on the previous statement there. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, and of course we'll be talking about the big dance as far as our decision uh, or who our bets will be for the uh, big game, uh, who's going to come out on top. I think it's going to be some obscure team that nobody's heard of, like Loyola, which they probably have heard of because of a few years ago. I mean, anyway. they're going to win it all anyways, so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that would if that would be the best thing for me, is that if a obscure team like Loyola or St. Mary's or somewhere like that ended up winning the NCAA tournament, I mean, that if it would were to happen, cool. if it were to happen, it would be this year, honestly. Excuse me. Of course, the uh, the networks would hate that, though. But I mean, that's the tournament, though. I mean, they I get, can get it, over it. They can get over it. It's about the I sport. Agree. It's not about the money or face or anything. It's about eh, the sport. to them. It is about the money, though, because they're well, gonna. I they're, mean, it's, it's not like they're gonna have big ticket sales, anyways. No. So I mean, that's not gonna. No, but uh, I I uh, will continue here real quick. Uh, like I said, Western plays at 5.30 p.m. tomorrow, Central Time, 11 a.m. on Friday. So for those of you who can listen. If we win. We'll win. We're just going to be positive about it. And then on Saturday, they play at 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time on CBS Sports Network. Both of those last two games are on CBS Sports Network. So if you have that network or you can watch it, definitely check that out. Support the Hilltoppers. Um, no Lady Tops games, but there will be some baseball games coming up Friday and Saturday. But 
and Sunday, but nobody's really going to watch those. Sorry, because Western basketball is yeah. playing and we're trying to get into the tournament this year. Um, Jared, what's your chance? What's your uh, percentage before we go? Um, the uh, men make it to the big dance. Let me have a number. 45%. See, I you're mean, a lot better than I am. I, I was going to say like 30, 35. I think, I think there's a 45% chance. I don't think that it's like a shoe in that we'll get in because we just haven't proved that to me. I mean, I just, it just hasn't been proven that we can win four game, three games in a row. I mean, because, I mean, we make ridiculous turnovers or just look like complete garbage on offense. I mean, they're going to have to string together the best play that they've ever had. If the, Like for these seniors, it's going to have to be the best that they've ever played. And, yes. I mean – I would love to see them get in the NCAA tournament. I know that they've worked so hard for it, but they're going to have to get over the edge. They're going to have to get that monkey off their back that's been haunting us ever since we joined this conference. They already did it. They got the regular one season. They got the East Division title. Get the whole thing. Go get it. Yes. Yes, go after it. Get it, guys. And actually, the reason I say 30 to 35 is because I figure it's a one-third chance. Western, La Tech, and ODU. There's the three teams I think are have the best chance to get in there. Um, I mean, but well, technically, Louisiana Tech, by most people, is considered the favorite to win. For what it's worth, I mean, like, it, all of the betting places have Louisiana Tech as the best odds. I know we're like right after them, though. But it's just like they're beating this out by a little bit. Check it out, guys. The Tower Rack will be putting up articles going on uh, throughout this time. Follow Matt's articles on the Tower Rack. Uh, the new guy, the old old new guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, check us out next week. We will be back next week, um, and we'll be talking about Western sports and what's going to be going on in spring and as far as March Madness goes. And brackets. So, Can't forget the yeah. brackets. Uh, <laughs> so, as always, guys, <laughs> go Tops. <laughs> go Tops. <laughs>